Hello and welcome to the HTXT Africast. Um, I'm your host, Nick Cowan, and joining me today is uh, the editor-in-chief of HTXT Africa, that's Adam Oxford. Hello. And we have a guest today in the form of uh, Tariq Musa, who is a freelancer for The Guardian, The Daily Beast, The Big Think, Polygon, and many, many more. Hello, Tariq. How's it? Um, today we're going to have a look at a broader topic than we usually do, because uh, usually on the Africast we round up what's happened in the week. But um, something happened this month um, that caused quite a stir. The Daily Maverick shut down its comment section. Um, I think the article was entitled, We Tried, Readers. We Really, Really Did. It's hard not to feel sorry for them, isn't it, when they, when they, when they put it like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't, this isn't exactly what you'd call a new occurrence, though. I mean, over the last six months, News24, Independent Media Online... Um, also closed their comments. I mean, the Daily Maverick is just the latest of the party, or non-party, as it would as it would be. Um, the reason cited for all these publications is, um, well, pretty much what the Daily Maverick said. We, we tried to moderate these these comment sections, but they became kind of a hot bed of hatred. Um, you know, while some of the audience members were commenting on articles, debating topics, and raised in them, and in some instances even adding insight that wasn't in them before, most of the time they just proved to be an outlet for sexist, racist, misogynist comments. The closure of these sections was applauded by some uh, journalists. A lot of journalists I know were very happy about it. But um, some community members of these sites uh, decried the decision. They basically say that you're shutting down a forum that they used to being able to express themselves. Now, Tarek and Adam, having spoken to the pair of you, well, having spoken to Adam and read a lot of Tarek's stuff, you have views on this that are quite similar in some respects, but quite different in others. So Tarek, I'd like to start with you. Um, this might be the most unfair question asked in this podcast. So I'm sorry it's first, and I'm sorry it's you. Um, comment sections then. What's that all about? A necessary evil or something we can be all quite to see happy, you know, quite happy to see the back of, or indeed, is it something in between? Uh, it's It's... Primarily, I think we should err on the side of not including them. Okay. Uh, I, it, it is it is possible to have one that is manageable, but those are so rare and require very specifically dedicated moderators to engage with that kind of community and also being able to manage. Because it's not just a matter of banning racists or sexists. It's 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 actual management of people's communication, people from who you don't know, who are coming from various backgrounds and are providing different kinds of content. And you need to be able to massage that into a collaborative sort of community that is actually communicating. It's not really there. It's never ever really been there for the writer. Um, that takes a very kind of special case. And you very rarely see that where the writer atop the line, it's the Guardian's like the Guardian likes to call them, uh, top of the line engaging with bottom of the line comments, which is the one that Maverick got rid of. Yeah, I think that they are. I think that there are, are by default they should not be there. I think that what's happened is that there was an assumption that by this sort of the internet was built on on a whole lot of sort of sort of quasi libertarian ideals that appeal to a very particular sect of you know that kind of Silicon Valley bro esque uh, type person. So this idea of, of free speech was very much almost to the to the point of license that people were entitled to a particular platform and if you could provide it you should was the sort of idea okay. and it was easy it seems to have been a, an aspect of building websites from from that uh, perspective it wasn't i don't think it's only i don't think it's really been 
considered whether it even should be an option until very recently. We just kind of assumed that it would be there because the internet allowed it to be. So I think now we're actually facing the question of whether they should exist at all. Okay. Now, I mean, one of the reasons, like I said, the the reason that a lot of these uh, comment sections have been closed is because they become troll hives. Um, And Adam, Mm -hmm. you obviously share Tariq's distaste of online abuse and general trolling. But you've argued that comment sections, uh, indeed any forum that Internet users post on with any regularity, should be kept open because it's essentially a public forum and a public space. And the fact that it's now a lot of these things are now controlled by media conglomerates who can just shut them down at will. Um, I think the word Orwellian might be a bit too harsh, but (laughs) there there is kind of, you know, a, a sense of that. Do you know, it, it's not actually... I, I do think comment sections are a good thing, but it's it's not really for that reason. For me, as somebody who's been involved with, with websites for... God, coming up for, for 20-odd years now and running website communuties... <laughs> He's only 25, yeah, quite. Um, readers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the point about comment sections is that they is 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 that they put you in touch with your community. It's how you build a website. To me, you know, it's it's about uh, putting things out there that you think people are going to be interested in, and and making the I mean the whole point of web publishing is that you get the chance to listen to your reader. Your reader can become much closer to your um, publication than in the days of of paper and print. You know, people identified in the days of, of paper and print as, as a, uh, a Mail and Guardian reader or a, a Times reader or a, a Citizen reader. Right. And, and now I think they identify more as a, a Daily Maverick contributor right. um, and mm. those kinds of things in, in your head. And, and launching HTXT Africa over the last couple of years, you know, one thing I've been very keen to try and do is get people commenting more on the site because it's, it's a way of us knowing who the reader is, what they, what they want to read. And, you know, getting feedback from the community on the stuff we write and, and their opinions on, on the things that we think are worth having an opinion about. Yeah. I think, I don't think it works for all publications. I think there's absolutely an mm-hmm. argument for turning uh, comments off on a, uh, a publication that is primarily uh, uh, news gathering. I, th- I mm-hmm. think I have no problems all with News24 turning off their, their comments. Uh, when you reach the size of audience that they've got, mm. Um, mm. managing the comments platform is 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 a very very expensive enterprise, you know, and and mm. to the detriment of the journalists. If you're if you're having to pay twenty people to moderate your comment sections, that's twenty people that you're you're not paying to be journalists. So I understand it. I understand it there. I think when you look at something like the Daily Maverick, though, ah. the Daily Maverick exists for opinion and comment the, the whole point of that mm. website is to is to is is its opinion easter's column down on the right hand side it's about having an opinion about mm. things so to then shut off the community from taking part in it well you're not going to do that you're either going to lose readers who go somewhere else to comment or you're just going to lose any kind of agency over your comments because people will discuss on twitter or facebook platforms you have no control over whatsoever that having been said, um, the Daily Maverick did say that they were going to go to the adopt the practice of letters to the editor. So they're not shutting down, you know, read a comment completely. They're just um, making the comment sections below the line uh, look like mm. less of a meeting of an extremist group. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, do you think that that's going to be effective at all? Do you think that 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 you know or is that just a kind of um <laughs> we're going to pick and choose who we're going to listen to and the rest of you can get stuffed 
I think I think I mean speaking specifically about the the, the, the Maverick. I mean one of the challenges they've got is as, as we all know, digital advertisers are more interested in engagement now than than old fashioned metrics like page impressions and uh, visitors. And, you know, reading the comments section where it's very easy to spend half an hour reading the comments of people you have no interest really about reading what they've got to think about the world. Mm. Um, you know, that's that, that's a great way for a, a publisher to 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 quote <laughs> an engagement stat, which they're going to miss out on. Um I think uh, I think I've forgotten what the question was, to be honest. But, well, uh, the, the question yeah. was, was uh, I just thought, you know, <laughs> you, you say it exists for, um, for for basically hurling out opinion into the into the ether. And also having that opinion engaged with and debated. Otherwise, what you have basically is, a, is an opinion that goes out going, this is our opinion. We're not really interested in what you say. Now, the Maverick has said we, we will accept letter to the editor. But then again, we have no idea what opinions they're going to select to listen to and which ones they aren't. And obviously, they're not going to listen to anybody who fires off a death threat or, or, or just a hateful invective. But that having been said, are they going to post online all of the... Um, all of the reasoned, measured opinions, even if they don't agree with them, because that sounds like an awful lot of work. In fact, it sounds like more work than moderating the section themselves. Possibly not more work. Not not as many people will go to the trouble of sending an email as they will uh, just posting a couple of lines disagreeing okay. with something a writer says. So I, I, th I don't think it's necessarily going to be more work. I think the challenge is, you know, how is how how do you engage? readers if they can't discuss what you're talking about and, and i'd be very interested to, to hear Tarek's views, views on this I mean, yeah. yeah um well if, in, the, in the first instance uh, yeah i don't think adam and i disagree as uh, i don't know how much we even disagree at all in general about this but um i think in terms of engaging the reader you would hope that the content itself would be that which engages the reader sort of sufficiently but of course the internet does allow for that missing aspect, which is feedback, which is not what we get very often um, from something like print. In terms of the, the the Maverick specifically, I think that this, so one way to do it is that, as you pointed out, in the letters to the editor does a lot of, does a lot of the legwork. Just by setting up that dynamic, you are, you are going to, probably only have, well, you're going to, there's a greater chance of you getting quality feedback, quality responses, which is what you're looking for in the first place. I think that perhaps the difficulty is transparency, that we don't know what particularly they're going to choose, what they might publish and so on. But I don't think that's even really an issue because just I think primarily the fact is that you will be doing a lot of filters just by putting up, the, just by having the process of, letters to the editor because that does both engage the reader and you get feedback um, and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't cut off uh, responses by definition mm. speaking of those responses i mean maybe i'm showing my age here but like when i first started um in journalism well digital journalism on the web um you know the, the worst comments i would get under an article would be something on the lines of you know you don't know what you're talking about or you're an idiot mm. um mm. you know and you know you you might have a different experience of this because i started off in mainstream and you started off in specialist gaming press <laughs> which is a completely different uh environment but it's like in the past five years though um you know it's it's yeah i've i've received accusations of corruption in my work i've just i've received suggestions i commit suicide 
I've even mm. received the odd death threat. And as bad as mm. all of this is, That's I bad. know that I'm getting off comparatively easy because I'm a white, <laughs> straight male. Now, um, what do you think, Tarek, has escalated the levels of bile that are hurled around online? <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, it, it, it's not like it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. Oh, well, yeah, 15 years ago. <laughs> um so there's a there has been there has there does seem to have been a kind of uptake in the level of it show and the frequency of it I, I which has led to so many sites you know responding by shutting off their comment sections hmm. um i don't know whether it's it, it's probably the you know the the interplay of progress and ease of access and more people coming of age where now we're getting the the internet has reached the point where it's it's people of that age are now you know using it and are having access to things like social media and knowing that they can comment and just being able to use platforms as wide as they do mm. i think that's probably part of why we're probably seeing more of it it's more of those people and more of that age of both the internet and the individuals themselves sort of meeting at this crossroads um, I don't think that the, as as you are, of course, well aware, there's nothing unique about this vitriol. There's nothing special about it. It's always been there. It's the same people being targeted. It's the same people not being targeted. Mm. And it's just different avenues. Um, and we're just, I suppose, seeing it more because uh, there's there's been a kind of response to it and of every kind of level, the fact that even the UN is now writing mm. documents on online harassment and that it's getting, to, it's reaching the point of the US Senate and so on. It's becoming more, it's becoming more accepted that it is an issue mm. because we're also recognizing that the internet isn't this thing that exists that we can just turn on and off, but it exists as part of life yeah. and people are, are affected by it and lose their jobs or are find themselves, uh, altered by what occurs because it is how we exist now so i think to that extent it is very much along the lines of um sort of bringing it out into the sunlight i think that's probably an aspect of it because people realize that this is now an issue and we need to deal with it so it also is that dynamic of of pushing a creature back into a corner and it's sort of reacting as well yeah i mean the thing is i mean um would you you see a lot of um, uh, uh, publications that have shut down their comments section. What they tend to do, um, unless they're completely and utterly turning their back on the comment sections, is they say, well, look, you can still comment on our articles. Our articles still will be posted on Facebook, um, you know, and you're free to comment on there. Um, but in this instance, I mean, obviously, what they're essentially relying on is the community to police itself mm-hmm. by reporting um, mm-hmm. abuse. And obviously, you know, if you're if you're moving your comments to to Facebook, Facebook has very stringent terms and conditions, and mm-hmm. they shut down accounts or turn off accounts very very quickly if if there's hate speak there. In a way, it's kind of like them mm-hmm. taking this big pot of bile and handing it to the social media and going, "There you are." You, you take care of that for us. You can be our moderators. See, I, I have quite strong feelings on that because I, I think I think what you what what you're missing out on then is is the chance to build the community that you want to build. Mm. Um, when 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 we many years ago when we were working on PC Gamer, 
we had a very active forum. Um, but the, the, the rules of the forum are very simple and clear. This is not a platform for free speech. Yeah. Anything you write on this forum, we are responsible for as publishers. Therefore, if you say anything libelous, we're going to delete it. If you say anything, if you say anything that, that, yeah. that contravenes um, hate speech laws, we're going to delete it. If you say anything we don't really like, we'll probably delete, delete that as well because we want this place to be the kind of community, the kind of welcoming community that we think represents the magazine. I think I think that's a really powerful way of approaching comments. That's a really powerful way of kind of saying, you know, we're going and to build. And I wish, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry carry, carry on, sorry. Yeah. Um, I, and I wish that that website owners had your attitude because so often you have to tell them. So when I'm discussing this, and I, um, I often am because I'm always yelling about how much I hate comment sections. So <laughs> when um, really, I didn't get that from you at all. Um, yeah, you would never be able to tell. Uh, people they don't realize that they are hosting these comments like it exists on your site just because it's below the line is no different to the fact that you this comment somebody hit publish and it's gone and been published on your site it doesn't matter whether you endorse it or whether you approve of it the point is that it exists there you don't often you know site owners don't agree with absolutely everything that is published on the site guardian being an example of that publishing multiple perspectives, as I'm sure the mm -hmm. Maverick is an example of as well. But the point is that comments are no less content than what occurs at top of the line, which is why the Guardian calls it that. It calls it, you know, top of the line, bottom of the line comments. One of them they pay for. One of them they, you know, they pay contributors for. The other ones they don't. But they still, it still constitutes content on their site. And they moderate both of them. One is called editing. The other one is called forum, is called comment moderation. But the consideration that these are as you indicated, that this exists on my site, is is often not something that they realize. They think that just by calling it a comment section, they can wash their hands of whatever, whatever occurs there. And that's the wrong perspective, as you've indicated the, the other the other example I'd, I'd, I'd like to sort of to point out as well that, that happened more recently was um, there was a great example of almost turning comments back on themselves on uh, News 24 quite recently when Code for SA put together a, uh, a, an online toolkit for working out whether or not you pay your domestic worker a fair wage. And they, they, they had mm. a, a bunch of sliders that you could alter that said, this is how many children my domestic worker has, this is how many are at school, mm -hmm. and it would guess at what her monthly outgoings would be. Sorry, I, mm. I say her, it could be a he, but I'm, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Um and then you sort of input what you pay her, and it, it says, you know, you're probably paying her a thousand rand a month, too little for her to actually live on. And mm. the the comments underneath that, as as you can imagine, were pretty hardcore. You know, it's like, well, I, mm. I give her my socks, therefore she should be grateful, mm. and and all I ask her to do is walk after two babies, do all my washing up, take the dogs to a park. What does what does she expect to earn for a living? You know, and. The, 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 the subversive thing that, um, that the guys from Code for SA did was they then went back and they, they, they ran a lot of analytics on the comments and they, and they put together this really mm -hmm. interesting picture of who the, the typical News 24 reader mm -hmm. would be based on these comments. And that was a, a very, I thought, a really interesting journalistic exercise mm -hmm. of, of, of using readers' comments to sort of hold a mirror up to themselves in that yeah. sense. Mm. Although, yeah. although how many of those readers looked in that mirror afterwards... <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you can you, you can only put an idea out there. Yeah, you can't, I, know, you can't. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, uh, we see this is the funny thing though. I mean, because um, recently um, I've seen some sites and some outlets 
make hay off the fact that they, they they've kept their their comments sections open, um, no matter how horrendous uh, the, the the comments are. Um, I mean, some sites actually, you know, um, that's their selling point. You know the four chans, um, so, you know, and I'm not saying all of Reddit because obviously I, um, you wrote a very good article in the Guardian some while, t- some time back, um, in which you Tarek, in which you you pointed out that um, you know uh, you, a forum doesn't have to turn into a hotbed of hate speak provided it's properly moderated. And I think you used the creepy yep. PM subreddit as a great example yeah, that's of right. this. But that's um, right, yeah. you know, as the language, as the vitriol, as the the sort of bile has become more and more pronounced and more and more extreme. And it's jumped out of comment sections, and it, you can even mm. you know, obviously see it on Twitter and things like that. Mm. There's there's this argument from the libertarian right that um, you know mm. framing the shutting down of comments and the censuring of certain Twitter accounts for saying vile and hateful mm. things as an attack on free speech. Mm. Now, uh, I don't know how to respond to that um, without expletives, um, but <laughs> may, maybe the pair of you would like to give it a try. Tarek, Adam, <laughs> anyone? Um, well, it's 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 it's, uh, it's not a free speech issue. Uh, I think that's I think the first thing you need to do is, is one of the most effective ways is to dismantle that off the bat, is to remove that premise. I I don't accept the premise that this is a free speech issue at all. You, it's it's a matter of it's a matter of um, pri- often <clears throat> private institutes, private businesses deciding what they would like to host, really. And it's up to them to decide and to manage the content that appears and the kinds of relationships they form with the individuals. So if, for example, if I want to remove a, a, a blue tick from a notorious, awful person... Who on earth would you be talking <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's, it's just I'm, I'm, it's, I'm sure you're following the same story we were at the beginning of the year. <laughs> um it's my prerogative as a business to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's within my rights and it's also within, it's also what you signed up for mm. when you agreed to the terms and conditions. Um, so often there's this idea that automatically my speech and whatever I say will be hosted. It's, it's entitlement. It's not, that's not free speech. That's licensed to say what mm. you want and have no consequences. It's a similar reaction to the case that I, I wrote about, I think last month, um, when a guy was fired for calling a woman a slut uh, using his on his Facebook post, and he was subsequently fired because it was you know he was reported for it, and the business decided that actually we didn't want to associate with somebody who conducts themselves online this way and has our name attached to him, mm. and also it, what does it speak to in terms of the rest of his social media output where he's supporting racist views and so on. Is that the kind of person we want to employ? Mm. And so they said, no, actually, we don't want that person around. We're going to fire him. That's not a free speech issue. He's still very much allowed to still post his racist nonsense and call women whatever names he likes. And But the business is under no prerogative to keep him on their payroll. Mm. That, again, there's no free speech issue there. He hasn't been... He hasn't been uh, there's nothing has been rescinded from him except a paycheck, which he's not entitled to unless he's actually done the job and whatever the case may be in terms of it. Mm. So it's the businesses themselves. These are business decisions. They are not free speech issues. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Does. I agree entirely. I mean, at the moment, and, and this may change if, if certain new laws get passed, but at the moment, yeah. your, your freedom of speech mm. is that 
um, you have every right in the world to go up and go and set up a website and, and say what the hell you like on it. And all exactly. the entire responsibility exactly. for what you say is on your shoulder. Your ISP, exactly. as it stands at the moment, is absolved of responsibility for that. Mm. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the that's what that's the only line that freedom of speech becomes an issue mm. is, is, is 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 if you mm. don't have that same freedom to do that that I do. Um, and yeah. if you can find enough people who believe what you believe and want to pay you money to do it, you can probably make a business from it as well. Not that I'm putting any ideas into your head. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we could probably talk about this for the next four hours, but we're running out of time. So I'm just going to end off on, on, on one, one question. Um, the late Georgina Henry, who was the, for, the former editor of The Guardian's online commentary pages, wrote um, back in 2010 <laughs> that... Journalism without feedback, engagement, dispute, and opinion from below the line no longer feels complete to me. Do you think that still holds true in the current climate? Um, I'll, I'll leap in there first. I think, I think yes, that's true. Um, however, and, and this is maybe where I, I sympathise a bit more with the turning comments off you, as, as, as I mentioned before, it is... It is expensive to monitor, and The Guardian is a great example of a comment section done well, but it's also a great example of a news organisation that loses millions of pounds a year. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it's not sustainable. I, I, do, I do appreciate that it's not sustainable for everybody to do it, mm. but I do think there's ways of, of keeping it alive. And I, I think if you my, – my problem is that if you don't have a comment sectional forum of your own – you're by default seeding your community to the Facebooks and the Twitters and the American multinationals, and and that is a a whole other problem to to discuss at another time. Mm. Tarek, what do you think? Um, I think what's been spoken about there is sort of um, a very particular kind of feedback which the internet has has provided, which we haven't had before, the kind of immediacy and a back and forth which didn't exist before. And that's possible through multiple avenues, which we can still foster and still develop. It doesn't need to be a below-the-line, um, uh, it doesn't need to be a below-the-line system. It can be a forum. It can be a smart use of uh, social media and so on. Of course, there is that, there is that uh, dynamic which I had mentioned, which is that the business itself, the institute, loses the control of it. But we're not talking about that for now. What we're talking about is the journalists themselves talking about feedback, and that is possible um, and does exist, and it's just a matter of finding smart ways to do that, and you can do that without using a comment section. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'd mean, i say that the, the, the great example uh, that's particularly alive and strong in, in South Africa is, is talk radio. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk radio is, 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 is a Absolutely. fantastic way of... of, of Creating those those and I hate the word community, but I've said it an awful lot in this podcast. But you know, it, it audience is, it is perhaps a, it, is, it is, but it is an audience. It's yeah. an audience who feels associated because they're they're mm -hmm. phoning into seven hundred two or Power or, or whichever. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. I think you know the the opportunity. It's not right for all websites, but I think for websites not to try that is a mistake for me. Well, I mean that, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's interesting you mentioned radio as an example because. It just occurred to me that you go, well, I mean, if you were to ring up um, a, a talk show on 702, for example, and uh, you'd start off with, 
someone should slit your throat, you left-leaning, they'd hang up on you. <laughs> and then you wouldn't be able to ring back later and go, you're stepping on my freedom of speech. They'd go, no, th- there are kind of terms and conditions applied. I, I don't think talk, talk radio here doesn't have the two-second delay, does it? <laughs> if you hear people phoning in with their radios on in the background, and that, and that was always the way that they, they'd never even get the airtime of having been yeah. cut off before. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so, you know, um, in short... Be nice or be blocked. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much for this. Uh, thank you, Adam. Hi, you're welcome. Thank you, Tarek. Uh, Tarek, can uh, if if people want to follow your stuff or uh, follow you on Twitter, um, they shouldn't. <laughs> oh, if you don't want to give us your your, your Twitter handle, that's 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 uh, you know you might not want to after this goes out. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Okay, go ahead. Oh, it's um, it's. It's the at symbol, of course. Yep. Um, and my name and surname has one word, which is T-A-U-R-I-Q-M-O-O-S-A. There you go. If you want to follow Tarek, there it is. Um, and uh, we're not closing our comment sections yet. So please, if you, if you fancy commenting on any of the stuff on our site, you go right ahead. Anyway, thank you, Tarek. Thank you so much. And thank you, Adam. And we'll see you all next week. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.